0: to be here welcome to all of you listening to the prairie doc radio dr rick Holm, our medical expert is here with me ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature Dr. Holmes' specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota's Sanford School of Medicine. You're looking pretty bright today, Dr. Holmes.
1: Well, it's it's a, it's a beautiful day. Have you it been is. outside? I mean, it's I a little have. cool, but it's a little
0: cool, but it's the pretty. Sun it's, the
1: out. sun is out. It's bright. It's a, it's a wonderful September uh, morning.
0: Probably the first September morning we've had, and it's the end of September. We have had summer weather in September, yes, or we rainy have. weather. I don't know what, but it certainly hasn't been fall weather this no. September.
1: So so this is fall weather.
0: This is it. We're ready for fall, and I've always enjoyed the fall. The I have fall.
1: thought in my whole life that fall is the uh-huh. second best season. Of course, spring is... Spring. Spring is... Yes, spring has to win. It's so exciting. And then, of course, I love
0: summer so because you can go sailing yeah. right <laughs> so. <laughs> some of us could do without the extra heat but uh yeah other than that summer can be really pleasant yes the biggest problem when we moved here from missouri was to find out your spring lasted for two days mm-hmm. oh my goodness my brother-in-law would call my tulips are up my roses are blooming and we have snow you know it's just it is a short spring enjoyable spring but very short here
1: you know um but uh, we were in Maine uh, this summer. We took a, a trip driving across the United States with our oldest son and youngest son, and we did. We had a concert tour, and when we got to Maine, you could feel the autumn in the in the in the in the air in, the air okay. in July. <laughs> it was, That's Maine. You're up there. It, it, you're yeah. up there. You right. know, and it it felt. And they were people that savored summer. You know, with uh, it, it was it was this moment of our time. This is our time, and um, I kind of felt that as well when I was sailing the Apostle Islands in years past. You get up there in Bayfield, Wisconsin. You know, the, along those uh,
0: northern Wisconsin, northern Michigan. It's right cold along up there,
1: the, right along Lake Superior. It, mm-hmm. it gets it doesn't stay warm very long in the summer. You nope. know, it's a short, short season. Unfortunately, it's it's warmer here.
0: It is. See, there's always something worse. <laughs> no, it's lovely here. Hey, we could talk about weather all day long, but we'd probably bore the daylights out of you. We would love to talk about medicine, and we bet that you might have a que- couple of medical questions we'd, you'd like to we'd, ask. We'd love them. Yeah, we'd love we would. some questions. And, we, you know, you can call. We've told you this before. It's 692-1430. But more importantly, if you're not in this area, be sure to dial our area code, 605 605- then six nine two fourteen thirty. We will expect your calls and be back right after this.
2: The Avera Medical Group Brookings wants you to know the benefits of breastfeeding. Did you know that breast milk has ideal nutrients for babies, contains important antibodies to fight viruses and bacteria, may reduce disease risk, promotes a healthy weight, and has positive effects on long-term brain development talk with your provider about the benefits of breastfeeding.
0: Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here with Dr. Rick Holm, ready to answer any questions you might have. We beg for questions. We didn't get one yet, but we know we will. Be sure we to will. give us a call, 692-1430. Before any questions come in, I am just fascinated by the information that I have received on the television program you're doing tomorrow night the program is called the lakota dakota nakota history and health of the native american yeah, nations of, of, of the
1: uh, of that oyate so the interesting thing that struck me uh, and this was triggered by the last time don warren was on the show he is a uh, brilliant uh, physician uh, uh and uh I'm, I'm not sure exactly where. I think he's at the University of North Dakota right now. He is.
0: He's the Associate Dean for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and Director of Indians into Medicine at the University of North Dakota.
1: Yeah. He is really something else. He's got his master's in public health, and he's a physician. Uh, and he's um, um, he is a Lakota Indian from that uh, group. And so... He told me that uh, this last time he was on the show and it kind of rang a bell and I started my essay on this and of course I ended up cutting this whole part out. Uh, uh, but the, the, the story is that the Sioux Indian, uh, the name Sioux uh, means uh, snake. And it was given to them by the Ojibwe tribe who hated this Sioux and uh, called them snake. Well, uh, the um, actually it was the French interpretation of the Ojibwa word, which is Sioux, uh, and um, you wonder wha- uh, how the the Sioux Indian feels about it. Well, they don't like the name Sioux.
0: Understandably.
1: How would you like to be called? Snake? A snake.
0: No, I wouldn't.
1: So uh, th- they like you know the the group is the seven. Council Fires Group, and there's an, uh, a name that is long and c- and I've not I can't remember it, but the 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 tribe uh, likes to be called Oyate, the people. Um, that and is what
0: Oyate means. the Oyate people? Oyate
1: means the people, and uh, the Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota uh, uh, group are uh, subgroups of this Seven um, Council Fires Group. And then under them are a whole, uh, you know, the Sisseton and the Wahpeton and the Yankton and the Yanktoni, and uh, and then it goes on and on. Uh, but there's seven council fires under uh, that m- main group. The Dakota moved far further west uh, from the Dakota, which stayed in Minnesota. They were a, um, a woodland Indian uh, group, Wisconsin, Minnesota, that area and up into Canada, and um, but the the Dakota War of 1862 pushed all of the Dakota Win- Indians out of Minnesota. Out of
0: Minnesota, right?
1: And uh, and so uh, many of them moved up, moved to South Dakota, and a lot of them melted in with the Sisseton Wahpeton group and uh, down into the Yankton group, and um, because you couldn't live in Minnesota and uh, the the um, the group uh, I like to call call them the Oyaté I mean the because Lakota it Dakota Nakota group yep yeah. and it's fascinating I cut all that writing I had it all written out and then kind of got shorter. into the <laughs> the war of 1862 and it was just heartbreaking I mean it's just war is never good for never anybody good. except for the political leaders
0: we had an interesting family connection to the Dakota War that I did not know about till we were ready to move to South Dakota, and Ed's grandmother, Ed's mother's family are the Fehrenbachs, they're German. And so his grandmother said, when you get to South Dakota, see if you ever see the name Fehrenbach, I can't remember her uh, brother's name, but she had an uncle who, when they immigrated from Germany, the uncle said, well, I'm going north and so he headed up the Missouri and ended up somewhere near Breckenridge but she didn't know exactly where she knew it was western Minnesota or South Dakota Mm -hmm. she said you ever see anything we never heard from him again well in those days you didn't you know you there was no communication there was no way of knowing and once we were driving north and there was uh our kids always got car sick one kid got car sick stop and we stopped at a historical marker and it was near Breckenridge, Minnesota. And it, the historical marker said, "On this spot, during the Dakota War, three Germans—and name the three Germans—refused to leave, and they fought off the entire nation for about two minutes. But one yeah. of them <laughs> was one of them was a Fahrenbach, and this was the relative that disappeared. No kidding. They never had any idea. And here we are, stopped at a wayside rest with a." a historic marker, and it named this Fehrenbach man, and so they finally figured out mm-hmm. what happened to him. It would not surprise me that a stubborn German
1: would say, would say We're not it's leaving. my
0: place, I'm not moving. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> oh. And her father was just as bad. He had a big dairy farm in the middle of St. Louis, and this Louis Pasteur came through with pasteurization. Well, some French man doesn't know what he's doing. He refused to pasteurize, so he sold the dairy farm. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> That's a stubborn family he comes from. But, well, this, you know, we're giving history, we're giving weather, we got to stop. I do. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about what is happening with health in Mm. the, The the Indian nation. And we will do that right after these words.
2: Rabies is a virus that infects wildlife, especially bats, raccoons, skunks, and foxes in the U.S., it can spread to people and pets when they are bitten or scratched, causing fever, agitation, and death. Rabies is 100% preventable with post-exposure prophylaxis that includes rabies vaccine and medications to fight infection, as long as people get the prophylactic medication before the symptoms starts. Understanding the risk of rabies and knowing what to do after contact with wildlife can save lives. If you have contact with a wild animal, talk with your primary care provider immediately so that post-prophylactic medication can be started as needed. This is brought to you by the Vera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Dog Radio. I promised you I wouldn't spend all my time talking about weather. Then I'm talking about family stories.
1: Yes, but it's a fascinating story it because is. of, you know, and a, a trauma—the historical trauma of the time in 1862, uh, where uh, six weeks of murdering, uh, both, both sides, both sides, yeah. uh, carries with it forever. You know, uh, and uh, that they talk about, you know, the historical trauma resulting in the. In the uh, cultural uh, suppressions that have occurred to the Ameri- the American Indian, the Native American, and the the uh, uh, the uh, the slave, the blacks and the slaves, uh, that's a 400-year story. You know, 250 years of slavery, and in they're
0: talking about a cultural trauma that is hard to overcome. But that's it's right. You know, and that's that's true with our black. Uh, People in America, because historically they were not treated well, and the historical trauma of the Native Americans—it's just well, it goes both
1: ways. You know, the historical trauma to the to the uh, well, the white slave mm, owner—a lot of trauma there. Well, maybe the war, uh, the Civil War. Well, there's there was a lot of trauma there, and then when the blacks were free and the change in the culture, and then the hatred that uh, grew between the two cultures that remain or continues, or there's it maybe it's lessening.
0: It might be almost a form of PTSD it, that's uh, for a, a whole culture.
1: That's exactly what I, how I compare it. And so it's real. There is, is hatred. Real. It's inappropriate. It's a result of ancestral uh, hatred.
0: Well, we're going to talk about something positive now. And okay. what's happening in one thing that you will discuss tomorrow night is a program that's going to be on the air a week from Thursday, uh, October 3rd, and it's a program about a Native American woman who's reclaiming food for health for Native Americans. Her belief is that they adopted the American way of eating, and this is why they haven't been as healthy. They have diabetes, they have obesity, and she is really focusing on coming back to the way the they foods that really helped. And so I think that program will be interesting, and I think you're going to feature it, talk about it tomorrow night, but more importantly, it's uh, going to be on South Dakota Public Television October 3rd at 8.30.
1: Now, the whole thing that I uh, I, I want to say is that uh, if we ate less calories, you could still eat fried bread. You know what I mean? You can still have uh, French fries, and you can still eat... All the things that you kind of want, you just want less of it. You can't eat the quantity uh, that we're eating. And so uh, I, it's the calories that's, that's really dangerous. Now, what was the hunter-gatherer society diet? Uh, that's the question, and Emil Redfish and I go on and on about this, uh, uh, and round and around. But the, the long and the short of it is, you know, you had less of it, but you ate uh, lean meat uh, and you ate uh, vegetables and eggs and fruit that were able to be gathered. Uh, and 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 you were walking 10 miles to get enough food to eat for that day. So you day. were
0: exercising and eating properly. And I do know I saw a little blurb of this. Kibby Maga Conti is the registered dietitian and Native yes. American or American Indian who's putting this program on. And she said, people don't realize how important colors are if you eat the f- the fruit and vegetables with colors—they have so many more antioxidants and right. good things in them. So think of colors when you do right. vegetables, not just one color, but a variety of colors. You know, it's
1: pretty easy to put blueberries on your on your oh, it is breakfast that. food. Yeah. Boy, I love blueberries and the berries. I go th- and they're exorbitantly expensive. <laughs> you know, <they're laughs> berries are expensive, and I go through there and buy the expensive berries. But you know, also it's the root vegetables that are so very good for you. And um, um,
0: as long as we don't talk about kale, we're fine.
1: Yeah, I didn't say that word. That, that
0: is a dirty word. It's the only mistake the good Lord ever made. I was, was right. making kale <laughs> yeah. in my mind. Okay, I people gonna, will be upset by that statement. I'm sorry, but I, it really, it's not good.
1: I, I will <laughs> say that leafy green vegetables, and there are others besides There are kale. many
0: others I like, just not that so, one. Um, okay.
1: in fact, if you want to look at a really good, easy, inexpensive dark green food it is uh spinach and it uh, it can be um, or canned uh uh
0: canned what canned. i love spinach not canned no but,
1: but i but
0: uh you add spinach to anything and you've got oh, me i oh, love spinach on a pizza have you ever had that really i love i love spinach
1: pizza. in in food and yeah. and uh, no but i'm thinking about collard greens greens now people around here don't eat them like the south but here's the trick if you get hot pepper vinegar sauce and you put them in the greens it makes them magnificent wow and if you add that to you know your potato if you're going to have the potato or your other root vegetable better yet then you're adding
0: color to your root vegetable there you go you
1: get a a thing like that so i don't pass the the aisle where the collard greens are. I get, uh, they have a, a, a spicy collard green in the um, aisle at Hy-Vee that is really good. that Mrs. Sylvia's or Mrs. Sylvia's or Somebody's, some like
0: right, okay. You know, we did at the outset of the program ask for your questions and thank you. We had a wo- woman who called in and she's concerned and it was a totally different topic now. Are you ready? Okay, okay. She's ninety. she has a 96-year-old mother who has pain in her hip due to arthritis. Surgery is not an option. I would guess at 96, you're not going to replace that hip. Do you have any other options for pain relief you would suggest?
1: There are times when injections uh, will help. And, and so I would call on the orthopedic surgeon uh, for the direction on that. I would, uh, there are certain- uh, Different injections? Different spots. There's bursas that can get inflamed uh a variety of different things i would say this though um here is the story of a of of a arthritic hip and you're in your, in your 70s and the hip hurts or you're into your 80s and the hip is hurting and it's hurting so bad that you won't walk now if you think about it the one of the most powerful ways to stay healthy uh, is to keep mobile and to get around in your house, think, you. and uh, just to be able to um, to to, uh, to to be up and about, and uh, if your arthritis is so bad that it's keeping you from doing it, then fix it. Not and at ninety six. It depends upon the ninety six year old and how mobile that person is. If they're if they're, well, but. Um, before you get to be 96 and you're slowing down because you can't walk, if you wanna get past 96, you're gonna need to fix that hip. And I am not a person who pushes surgery, but boy, if you are not able to stay mobile because of arthritis and you can, and the orthopedic surgeon, the reputable orthopedic surgeon says, this is something we can do and you can stay functioning then it's worth it. It's worth it. It
0: truly is worth it. Well, we are going to take our next break. We do appreciate uh, that call, and we will continue our discussion right after this word.
2: August is National Immunization Awareness Month. Here are just a few ideas of how you can promote immunizations. Talk with your friends and family members about how vaccines aren't just for kids. Shots can protect people of all ages from serious diseases. Encourage people in your community to get the flu vaccine every year. Invite a doctor or nurse to speak to parents about why it's important for kids to get vaccinated. If you have questions about immunizations, talk with your provider at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings, 697-9500.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Duck Radio. Joan Hogan here with Dr. Rick Holm. And we had a second call come in. And this caller would like to know, uh, the caller is a 68-year-old woman with a normal blood pressure of 90 over 60 with a heart rate of 60. Are there concerns about blood pressure being too low? Uh,
1: you know, the uh, the major question is, are you symptomatic from that blood pressure? In other words, do you get dizzy when you stand up? you know, and what medicines are you on? Are you on any pills that would make your blood pressure lower? Uh, if, if you are symptomatic, if you're not symptomatic, you know, uh, there are a bunch of people, uh, I've, I've taken care of, uh, you know, I, I bet I have five tiny little 80 and 90 year old ladies in my mind that had low blood pressure, but they were, busy active moving shaking doing, doing functioning yep. and uh, that's just the nature of uh tiny skinny uh uh little old ladies you know and i, I sometimes that happens at 68 that's not a little old lady no uh thank um, you and i don't know <laughs> if that person is uh you know what they're big little whatever Yeah, i right. don't know anything yeah. and i don't know if they're on uh, meds or not I, the main thing is Ninety over sixty can be normal for some people, but it it may be a, a bad sign if you're symptomatic. In other words, lightheaded when when you stand up.
0: If you're feeling lightheaded, you really need to talk to your doctor mm-hmm. about it. Right. That's right. And uh, uh, so you know, the biggest
1: the, the biggest the biggest stressor for people who have borderline low blood pressure uh, is getting up in the night because think about it your your body is totally relaxed everything is trying to to, to cool out right. Your heart's still pumping, your lungs are still breathing, you know you're still moving everything. The arteries are 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 relaxed, and then you go, oh, I have to pee, or whatever it is that wakes you up, sleep apnea maybe, and you go, okay, and you pop up out of bed, and you expect your veins to completely tighten up and the arteries to tighten up so that you're you're able to continue to get blood flow to your brain. Suddenly, you put it way up in the air, uh, and all of the leg uh, veins are relaxed, and blood They're is immediately to wanting to, to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pooling in your legs, and your body compensates and fixes it and makes you okay to walk to the bathroom without a problem. It just amazes what the bo- amazing what the body can do, and and so this this person, if they can pop up in the night, go to the bathroom without trouble. Boy, that's the stressor of it all. That's the test. Some people indeed have to just kind of s- sit at the side of the bed, kind of stand leaning against the bed for a little bit, get their feet under them, get the pressures rebalanced. As you get older, that's what kind of happens. So I would well, be careful and just be watch careful. for symptoms.
0: The low blood pressure can be all right. In yeah. your pro in what you mentioned about medicines, and they do make a huge difference, and people don't realize what may be benefiting you one way may be lowering your blood pressure in another. Right?
1: That's exactly right. I mean, you know, I had uh, I was halfway through my pra- years of practice when I realized that the people's blood pressure uh, that I was controlling uh, with blood pressure medicines, I was giving them symptoms uh, when they're popping up. At, night right if when they're getting up or when they're moving around or they're having lightheadedness at other times and if you look at the dangers the danger of a high blood pressure versus the danger of falling and breaking a hip oh it's the hip is way more dangerous particularly as you get age so the important lesson uh, this was for me is to really listen to my patient's symptoms particularly as they as they're older and if any of it's related to the medicines i'm prescribing uh, and a lot more than blood pressure medicines can lower blood pressure.
0: Okay. So a lot of good advice for her. I think maybe if she's really concerned, she just needs another visit to her doctor.
1: There, There's the bottom line.
0: Okay. Well, that's uh, we, we appreciate that call coming in. And we were talking initially about the program tomorrow night on South Dakota Public Television, which will cover uh, Indian health is basically what it will cover, Uh one of the big problems with Indian health is diabetes. It's a huge concern on the reservation, and correct?
1: there is no question. Uh, uh, it's interesting. I went to a conference in San Francisco one time uh, that talked about uh, the fact that in the Pima Indians, there is like 90% are have this huge uh, obesity problem. Um, and uh, diabetes that follows it. And they're the example of all of the Native American tribes in the country that has this problem more than others. And uh, as they study it, they find that, oh, in times of starvation, the Pima Indian uh, were advantaged. They could, stay, they could, uh, they could save uh, energy better than any other tribe, that they were able to tolerate starvation, uh, and that it was selected. Uh, uh, out as a tolerance to starvation.
0: Uh, is that because they were in a desert-like area? Or? Well, I don't know oh, why I picked
1: right. them. I mean, you know, they may have been originally in in the, the woodland areas. I don't know. Yeah. But okay. all I can say is that tribe particularly has the, 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 the issue of weight gain and the diabetes that follows that actually all of America is running into. And so you know our our uh, our point made was that it, you know just like sickle cell anemia is is a protection against malaria, but now that we have control of malaria, we don't need sickle cell anemia, particularly because it causes all of this pain and all of these problems. So uh, it, it's a uh, uh, one of those uh, selection of the. Of the species, you know, survival of the fittest mm. type of a thing, that led us in a wrong pathway in this world at this time during these economic uh, uh, times. Mm. Uh, you know, diabetes in the uh, on our Indian reservations in South Dakota is rampant, and the treatment is mm. is uh, double. The it is less calories and more exercise. And th- bottom line is less calories. Now, if you look at the food that we're eating, it's hard f- for us not to overeat in our society. We overeat. It's here. It's, you know, it's double. What was that book? The guy?
0: No, uh, oh, I'm not sure. But th- the guy was that.
1: promoting. I mean, he he gained. Uh, he did double everything at the fast food restaurant. It was fast food world or fast oh. food.
0: Don't know. Uh, Fast Food
1: Nation. Fast Food Nation. Okay. I thought you would have have that. Bob Thank Fast you, Bob. Food
0: Nation. Fast okay.
1: Food Nation is the book and uh, just
0: it highlights the problem. It highli- highlights
1: yes. the problem that we live in, in uh, right now.
0: Well, hopefully there'll be some changes coming. The other thing that I I saw that was this that will be discussed tomorrow night is that American Indians on the northern plains have one of the highest rates of cancer deaths in the United States. I had no idea that they. The ca- I knew about diabetes, obesity, but I didn't know the cancer rates were so high. Well, in there's the a lot. Th-
1: there is a lot of smoking, and and that is part of their tradition. You know, the tobacco tradition uh, was a. You know, it's one of their uh, traditions. actually too small. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so that's been a. We're running out of time, but I I do think that. Uh, you know, tomorrow night will be a very interesting evening with Do- uh, Dr. Don Warren, and he is fabulous. He's familiar fabulous. with all of this, right? This is a okay. great. Uh, it'll be a good show.
0: Well, I think it will be. I hope all of you listen, and I hope all of you have been enjoying our Prairie Doc radio program. And we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avira Medical Group, Brookings. Thanks so much, Dr. Holm. That's all for today.
1: Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Bob. And stay healthy out there, people.